Uh, you're like, I'm gonna touch Goku. Mm. <laughs> no, mm. no. <laughs> He's so big and strong. It's like, whoa. Well, see, now that I know this might become an intro, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do this? Though? I don't want to do it. Oh, well, now you're stuck with it, so. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things throughout the ages. Today, I have a warm welcome for James. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. Good. I'd like to add that we're doing weep things now, too. We should add that to the list. Oh, we're doing weep things? We're doing weep things now, We too. are weep. We are weaving it up. <laughs> I've got my waifu pillow upstairs. It's great. Actually, it's not. So one day, I'm going to like, so my wife actually has a full body, like a foam pillow upstairs. Okay. I want to get a case for a waifu pillow case oh, for Oh, you it. should do that. And just to, just to mess with her. And she'll be like, she will like lose her shit probably like, if it's like, like the scantily clad need, Okay, girl. you need to get like a topless Goku or something. <laughs> oh, she would be like, it's my pillow now. <laughs> Not at all, Because she was into Dragon Ball Z, right? She was, but I don't think she had any like attachment to any of the characters like that. I'm just like, it'd be better if it was a character she recognized as well. <laughs> I could do. I don't know if I could. Ch- I could maybe do Inuyasha. Um, Inuyasha would be good. That would be fun, though. But yeah, it, that would be one of those weird like little things. I don't know that I waste money on, and then she'd be like, "Why did you pay money for this?" She probably wouldn't even get mad that I did it. She'd be more <laughs> mad that I wasted the money to do it. Probably. That's 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 my wife. So <laughs> she could be practical like and, that. <laughs> ooh, you are not joking. Anyways, before we get into the episode, the full the meat of the the tender tender morsel that we have in front mm-hmm. of us today. How you been doing, man? I've been doing very well. Good. I feel like life is starting to get back to something resembling normalcy mm-hmm. at Absolutely. this point. Yeah, finally. Work has been calming down a little bit, and I see that with great hesitation. Oh, dear. I feel like dear. I should throw some salt over my left let's, shoulder. Let's and... do a little prayer to baby Jesus, like, dear baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let any more else people come into the, 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 the hospital. Can we yeah. do that? <laughs> yes, that's my awful worst... Like I would, if I could do a Ricky Bobby voice, I would be great. You know, that's what they tell you. Talk to a little, little sick twelve ounce baby, sweet baby Jesus. No, let's not do that. <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're okay. not going to do that. No. Okay, so but you said things are going to get normal. Things are slowing down a little bit, thankfully. So hopefully that will continue. I hope so too, man. Like I said, I've noticed a little bit slow down at work. Luckily, you know we're not getting as many like crazy people calls. I've noticed, so which is That's great. Good. It's 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 and it's not so much as you know, and as not as many people calling and complaining about the mask thing and things like mm-hmm. that. So I think people have either finally figured out, hey, if I'm not going to wear a mask, stay at home. If I am going to wear a mask, I can actually go out and do some mm-hmm. couple things. But you know, I think. But I was reading the other day that. Actually, I, not to get in our local news, but we actually have one of the highest uh, uh, vaccination rates for the for the state. Actually, it was kind of surprising. We do, and I've been very pleased with that. I was I was very excited that you know so much so from what you told me. Apparently, some folks from St. Louis are coming down this way now to try to get some vaccinations. That is correct <laughs> because they're impossible. <laughs> more to get up more there. than a few. Apparently. Yeah, just just a little bit. I was I was telling the guys at work. The no, other day. that was very welcome news because it came right on the heels of the news article saying that apparently Missouri is like the worst. State in the nation for vaccination. We're the best of the worst. You know what i (laughs) I would like to know the vaccination rate as like a percentage of vaccines actually given to the state. Like, are we the worst because we don't actually have any vaccines, or are we the worst because no one's taking them? I bet because I've got to say here in our hometown, yeah, they are going as fast as we can possibly get them to people. That's kind of what I thought too. I think it's more of a percentage thing since our population is probably a little bit smaller compared to like New York or California. We're not getting as many, I would think, or Florida even. I mean, that was my guess. Is you know, it's just it's not. 
Well, who, no one, no one respects the Midwest. Hey, hey, we 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 give you your beef, and it's what's for dinner. Okay, it God is damn what's it. for dinner. <laughs> it's totally what's for dinner. You're gonna be hungry and cold. That's if right. You neglect us for too long. That's right. Hey, you know what? And we can always have. We have caves we can hide in. Damn it, too. So if, if the world comes in, so that is that is very true. That is so many caves. Anyways, so but yeah, have you been playing anything, man? Or I have. I, I picked up a game this week that I've been having a lot of fun with called Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Okay, give me give me a breakdown. Real quick. So this is about a uh, a god in like the celestial realm, and she's like the child of a harvest goddess and a war god, and she's a spoiled okay. brat princess. And early on in the game, she gets tangled up with these five mortals, and she gets banished to this island of demons. Huh. And so she increases her power by growing rice, and the game has a frighteningly realistic rice growing simulator built into it you, you're, you're which aware. is the only way to advance your character's stats is to grow rice <laughs> so you're telling me is you're basically doing farming simulator almost but <laughs> while the rice is growing it's also a side scrolling you know platforming like action type game where do you find this <laughs> where did you find is this on steam it is on Steam. It's also on Switch, which is what I'm playing it on. Oh it's great. So, I mean, the, the rice is very detailed. Like, it has three sprouting stages, and there's a budding stage. Oh God, like, you have to sort the seeds, and you have to, you know, seed the seedlings, and then, like, till and seed your field. And so you have to maintain like, the right water level and fertilizer levels. And it's, it's important, because otherwise you don't get better. But You're basically playing Harvest Moon at this point. If you get to kick ass after you finished farming, yes. <laughs> I love you to death. Man. I love you to death. It's, it's it's really a great game. The characters are the characters are funny. Yeah. It's got pretty much full voice acting in it. It's got good dialogue. Did it, so did it just did it just get released or has been out? It for just a while? dropped like in November or okay. something. It's actually rated really high. I think it got like an eight or nine or check, so on I'll Metacritic. Check, I'll check your page out and see if I can find it. Maybe. Yeah. No. Mind. It's it's cool. Um, I guess it is a little different. <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's what. But, but it's fun. It's it's something I haven't seen before. And that's what I love about some of those games, especially. Like, is I'm assuming it's a Japanese studio that made it. I'm assuming. I honestly don't know. If it I is, because that just sounds something very Japanese, like something they would do. They throw these different weird like mechanics into it, and they they make it a little different than like. Or like take like two genres. Like if it is in Japanese studio, then someone spent a lot of time researching Japanese rice farming techniques. Is all I have to say. It's kind of like the guys that did the uh, the medieval like RP, open world RPG that was released a while ago, and mm. it's like super realistic. Like you can die from the plague in there, and it's just like nice. if you don't, and it's like it's it's a survival simulator, and it's it's legit, dude. And I'm like, somebody did a lot, a lot of research. Can you eat moldy bread to survive the plague? Yes. Nice. I'm sure there is a thing in there. I was watching somebody play it on Twitch the other day, and I was just like, holy shit. I'm like, this is insane. I'm like, the amount of detail and the poverty, and like, it's literally like, it's just like you're back in medieval England. I'm like, you know what? This is too real. I'm like, I'll, I'll stick to my, my TV shows that glam, uh, glamorize the medieval times. Yeah. So. So, anyway, the game, you like, you explore this yeah. island, you defeat demons. And as you explore more stuff, you unlock more areas, and you kind of okay. discover what's going on in the island. So it's actually a really good game in its own right. Oh, I, cool. I enjoy it. That's a glowing recommendation. I will I will definitely pick it up. So um, on my end, I've mm-hmm. actually been uh, doing a lot of re-editing on the podcast. So that mm-hmm. has been sucking up my time mostly between. This is my long week at work, so I had like two days off. Which he just showed me some of the stuff he's re-edited, and the intros are much cleaner, guys. I, know. I think you'll really enjoy them. And I'm throwing a little flavoring in there. Uh, as my wife called them, they're called Buttons. Buttons? It's, it's a professional radio term that I have never heard before. And apparently. Because, oh, of course, she knows that. I've never. That's why I love her, because she has all this amazing knowledge that I'm just like, you know what? I called the intro. And she's like, it's called a button, David. That's why she has a master's degree, and I have simple, lowly bachelor's degree. Okay. I think she might be pushing your buttons. She probably is pushing my buttons. Thank you for that. Thank you. And it's already started. Okay. So. I, between that and letting things edit, I have been playing the um, actually Civ uh, Civ Six. I've been replaying that. They actually came out with two new um, Civs or revamps of Civs. It's uh, they came out with the Cambodia Civ and they came out with a uh, Genga, a new a different type of Genghis Khan or a Mongolia okay. Civ. So it's you know how like uh, Genghis Khan his his original like race or original civ that he does it's very warlike. Okay. So in the other one they kind of flip it on its head a little bit, and he's all about trade routes. Okay. And it's, and it's a lot more. He's more of an economic powerhouse. I put it this way, 
I simply bought my way to a diplomatic victory. <laughs> you just bought it. Yeah, and so, and and you literally, so the more, as you build, um, every time you uh, have a trade route to each mm-hmm. of the, uh, whatever city you're going to, automatically trades, creates a trade post there. Doesn't matter if it makes it there or not. If mm-hmm. it gets, if it wipes, gets wiped out by barbarians. I had 17 trade routes, James. I mean, did you just name your empire Amazon.com or something? I, I, I mean, thought about it for about half a second. <laughs> I was just like, hmm, maybe I, I can be Jeff Bezos. Well, I wouldn't I'm be the Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos of, the, of the ancient world. That's right. I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Jeff Bezos anymore. He stepped down. But yeah, it's, it's, it's similar. Yeah. So I would totally be, uh, I felt like, it, and I was just like, I, may, I was making 732 gold a turn. Holy cow. No wonder you just bought the world. It was stupid, dude. That is just stupid. It was ridiculous. And I thought I was like going to get screwed because I had Cyrus next to me of, um, you know which one that he's the... Well, he's, it he, sounds like that's going to show up on perfectly gallon, perfectly balanced games with no exploits pretty soon. They feature, not at all. They feature Civ stuff on dude, a pretty I regular that, basis. I caught it so fast. Maybe it was also my, my placement, but I was on like more of a northern part of the map too, so I had a lot more mm-hmm. like Tundra tiles too. But I eventually was just like, I had Montezuma against me and I had Cyrus against me, which those are like two warlike nations and also had yeah. Rome even below them. And I still like did fine. Like, and I was playing on, I'm going to say king mode because well, I just wanted to play well, it with out. With that kind see. of income, you don't even need a standing army. You can just wait till someone attacks you and then just buy troops. I literally did that. <laughs> I did. That's what I did. And I was like behind them and technologically too. And I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to buy my technologies and, and all my, I had, even though like, Oh, I forgot Montezuma was like almost a whole age ahead of me. The sheer <laughs> amount of like troops that I had compared to him, it was just like I'm just gonna wipe you off the face of the earth. You may have three tanks, but I have three hundred musketeers. That's right. <laughs> oh, what hoes! Uh, it's just like oh god. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. It, 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 it was just glorious. It wasted a lot of time that I was just good for because I'm staying up overnight, obviously trying to stay awake. But mm-hmm. talking about stuff, we were just having. Tons of fun with, and hopefully things that we're going to have tons of fun with. Today's episode is actually going to be the top five anticipated intellectual properties for 2020. Uh, This was a challenging one because they just, they don't announce games in advance like they used to. No, especially like some of the smaller niche ones, especially uh, unless it's, unless it's already got a following like say... Uh, uh, like uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna, I'm gonna torpedo yours already here. Binding of the Binding of Isaac one, I know, yes. <laughs> or, or other but, things. Uh, and, but they don't, they don't, they just, they don't have the, the budget to really. Well, and to I think it's that we, it we there. all know a lot of these games are coming. I just don't think there's as much incentive to announce them early because yeah. one, so many games are coming out these days that even a big name game will get lost in the shuffle if you announce it too soon. Absolutely. And then two, people aren't going to have to stockpile physical cartridges for a year. They nope. can just release it to the e-store and people download it. Yeah, it takes like two seconds. And so I think it's just because before, like when we were growing up, these games were probably done a full year before they released. Yep. Because they had to market them and they had to make cartridges and everything else. Yeah, and and it's a whole new world with this digital marketplace. These days, you just hit the button. I know, and and a lot of times they get they get mess ups. Like I remember we're talking about um, uh, the one of the episodes we just did when we're recording this Hades Hades episode. I'll have been out for a little bit. It's talking about their release. Yeah, they they dropped the game mid conference. Discuss they were at the I think they were at E three discussing it, and the game dropped like halfway through their conference. Was it was it through their conference? I thought it was at the like a game awards show. It was a game awards show or something. Well, that's what was yeah, it was a game awards show. Yeah, but yeah, so they 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 dropped that, and then on top of that, they found out the website that they that it's supposed to send you to didn't work. So it's like <laughs> even though you have all these things set up, little things can go wrong. Even when you're not a, a humongous team, like they're not a big team, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it's 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 interesting to see how things go. But so uh, I I've tried to limit myself to yeah. things that are definitely coming out this year. Things that have been announced, and and I've noticed when I browse kind of like. I literally, I had like 14 tabs open of top 10 and <laughs> top 10 anticipated the IPs of this year or blah, 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 or comic books or whatever it was. And I was just like, man, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff I totally didn't even know was coming out or like I hadn't forgot it or I forgot Seriously, about. especially on the PlayStation 5 end of things. Yeah. They have a lot of games teed up that I had no idea were even in the works. Which, in in their defense, so I and would... they're like platformers and puzzlers and like non-shooter titles, yeah. so I'm definitely getting a PS5. Well, what kind of, that kind of grinds my gears a little bit. I'd be holding a pull, pulling a Peter Griffin. It really, really grinds my gears, you know? <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, it's like, well, why, why didn't they just wait and like release the ps5 a little later when they had a bit of a 
bigger catalog because right now, they, from what I've talked to my buddy, I mean, they have like a few games out, but they don't have mm-hmm. a ton of stuff. They don't have any big games other than like, I think they released. Um, there was Demon Souls. Yeah. There was the Sackboy game. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm told was actually really excellent. I heard the like I surprisingly heard the very, awesome. I heard the very minimum, even if you don't like the uh, gameplay in it or the near the revamped gameplay the music is amazing and yeah. apparently it just sets the tone perfectly and then there's the other one it was like god wars or something uh it's not god eater is it no i can't remember the name of it people are gonna get mad godfall godfall that's, that's it. what it was yeah it looks breathtakingly gorgeous but the word Dang. on the street is that the gameplay is very repetitive I got it on uh, I got it on PS uh, PS Now, which mm-hmm. is like their streaming service they had. But you can also download stuff. And they yeah. released it to that beforehand, and it was the PS4 version. It was disappointing to say the least. The it's super repetitive. I played it for maybe three hours, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, because I saw like the trailer for it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is finally going to be the Diablo killer that nope. we've, we've been talking about for decades now but not no even, it's just not not even close <laughs> and it was it was quite disappointing honestly to, to say the least but but uh, let's let's start without going drawn out with everything okay. you know and land blasting PS5 for their their choices <laughs> and come out with more consoles damn you just do it you can I do just, it and that's what we're salty about is i just want one like i yeah and it's just like i don't want to pay I'm not going to pay a scalper 900 bucks for one. If that, dude. Yeah, right. that's on the low end. For a while there, they were selling for like 2200 There's a guy I work with. He bought two of them. Or he bought three of them. Sorry. He bought three of them. He sold two of them, and he got basically almost $2,000 from each of those. So he made, he made $4,000 off each of those and kept one for How himself. How in the world did he get three of them? Anyway, moving on. Exactly. Okay, what's your first IP you're looking for? So, <laughs> let's start. So, we've got a little bit of mishmash. We're not doing these in any kind of order, guys. The, my first IP is actually... And we've deliberately picked things that the other person didn't pick. So. That's that's true, which is great. So, so we can kind of... There's some overlap other. between our tastes, but we, we picked different things. Absolutely. So, um, talking about games that are going to release. So, I'm... If, if anybody's listened to this, uh, the, the podcast before and my guest appearances on other places... I'm a huge uh, Arkham Asylum, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum fan. I love what Rock City does with that. So I'm super excited for the Gotham Knights video games coming out. It's a it's a co-op uh, a game concerning the uh, basically the supplemental characters of is the family. Is this like a split screen co-op or is this like no, an online co-op? No, you can play online or split screen. I think either nice. one. I'm assuming, but I think the way they were they're showing it on. The reveal trailer is that it's multiple people playing. I think you can have up to three or four people playing at once. And you can play. So the whole premise of the game is that it's uh, bat- the, 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 their Batman and Commissioner Gordon, Gordon are presumed dead. Which I'm assuming they're okay. not. Because they can't kill off Batman. If they kill off Batman, it's it's all done. So anyways, <laughs> Lawlessness basically runs the, runs the whole city of Gotham. And... and uh, it's up to Batman's proteges. So at this point, you got Dick Grayson, Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, Tim Drake, who is the newer Robin, and Jason Todd, who's the Red Hood. Okay. Um, they basically call all kind of uh, pop up and kind of take over the mantle of him, uh, of, or take up where Batman's left off. So this is kind of a um, Batman death in the family kind of thing. Okay. Where from the comic books, where they kind of step in and they start to do a lot more with the other uh, other characters, but they do a lot of really cool things. They're pulling a lot of things from the comic books that they haven't had in the video games. Like they've got the Court of Owls that are thrown there, which is like the super secret society that's been around since the founding of Gotham. Really. And they have obviously they're going to put the mainstays in there, Mister Freeze, uh, the Penguin, all these other bad guys in there. But the cool mechanic of it is, it's in kind of an open world. Uh, multiplayer uh, co-op game, which mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how how you do this. Like, so I don't know if you've played in the other games. So it's more open world then. It's definitely more. Because I will world. say, whenever you told me like it was four players, I thought this is going to be more like you know one of those Marvel versus DC type things where you just no. pull in the characters and it's kind of a basic beat 'em up type game. No, it's not going to be like Ultimate Alliance or like that. Yeah, it's, something like that. Which I love those games too. By the way. They are so, good games. I'm a, I'm a, I was a whore for those games back in the day, but anyways, it's. It, but it's, they're not the height of sophistication. We'll so that way. kind of what I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to do is they're going to have individual worlds set up on servers for you and your friends. Okay. And so you can either drop in, you can either have it set up towards kind of like a, um, either whatever like like WoW, where you can drop into a specific type of world, like yeah. say, and just, and just server, drop in, yeah. yeah, private servers or something like that, and you can drop in and play with people. 
Um, or you can play with your friends up to four people, and mm-hmm. you can literally just all travel around this world and doing whatever you want, but you all end up having to work together. I'm sure they'll make a, a rule for that, like, hey, I'm like, do you, if you want to play by yourself, you can play, you don't have to be on a server, you can play on the on the game, or mm-hmm. if you want to play with people to get stuff done, because I'm sure no, there's going to be... sounds cool. I'm sure there's going to be challenges in there, because in, like, the original games, uh, there are always, like, these... There's, like, there's, um, there's, uh, combat challenges, there's gliding challenges, there's car challenges, there are Riddler trophies that you have to find. I'm talking, like, hundreds of Riddler trophies. It sounds like this is a pretty big, like, style departure from the Arkham series, though. It is a little bit. So, I think the biggest thing that they're, they're, they, they're throwing in there, obviously, is that... Stylistic wise, stylistically wise, it's it's they're each the characters are going to have their own fighting style. Okay. Um, I think some of them are going to be more in close, and some are going to be further away. I think like the Red Hood, Jason Todd, he's going to have actually like guns, which <laughs> like like two pistols, which will be interesting to see. So I, I'd be interested to see how it goes, and I, I it's supposed to be released from what I remember I later in the year. I don't think they're actually set to try and release it anytime soon. Like. It definitely feels like more of a November-ish, October-ish type thing. Like a fall, thing. Christmas season type release. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm I haven't seen a ton of it hit the news cycle yet, so it's it probably... Like I said, they, they did... not spring for sure. No, no, it's definitely not that, but they, they released a trailer for it. But without going more into mind, what's what's your first RPG? So my first one is the one you already mentioned, which was The Binding of Isaac oh, yeah. Repentance, <laughs> which we've talked about The Binding of Isaac before on yep. our show, but... Just to recap real quick, The Repentance is a new expansion for the game, which is the quote-unquote final expansion, which, to be fair, Edwin McMillan has said that for like the last two expansions. But it's nice. based on, it's loose, well, more than loosely based on the Anti-Birth mod, which was tremendously popular. It was very good. Yeah. They announced it in 2018. It's been cooking for a while. Mm-hmm. Supposedly it's coming out this spring. Because does he have a team working with him now? To yes, he's, he's had a team for a long That's time. And the, the team from the Antibirth mod was brought on board for this, too. Okay. So they were they were included. It's got at least ten new challenges, two new characters, including, like, Jacob and Esau and Bethany. Mm-hmm. It's got a whole alternate path going down the basement, so there's a whole new set of floors. Oh, hell yeah. Hundreds of new rooms, hundreds of new items, a new ending to the game. And mm-hmm. it sounds like they've put a lot of time into padding out the item synergies, too, so... What Most you... of the items should work together now and not just override each other. So I don't know what you're talking about, James. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's going to be cool. I will. I, I am super excited yeah. to see it. So when is it set to come out? Do you know? They're saying March 31st on the Steam page. Now, Ugh. I will tell you, in the past, Edmund has kind of used the Steam pages as a placeholder. So I think it will be sometime in the next month or two. They're in the final stages of everything. And they started their little blog things, which they usually do a, a month or two before release. So I think it awesome. will be pretty soon, but I don't have a date. So I'll be interested to see, too. Like you said, I don't know if this is going to be his last one. Because, I mean, this is kind of his cash cow, honestly, to make other products that he enjoys. Yeah. And word on the street is he might be going <clears throat> back to Mugenics again. So I don't, I don't know if you remember that one. I don't think I remember that one. Well, cool. after The Binding of Isaac and after Rebirth... He started working on different games, and one idea they came up with was Mugenics, and they even like did like a whole trailer with music and stuff for it. Huh. And the idea was you were it was going to be something where you would like breed cats and you'd like mutate them, and then you would use them in like <laughs> beauty pageants and battling and stuff. That sounds amazing. Kind of like a Monster Hunt, not Monster, a Monster Rancher, Pokemon type thing, apparently, but with mutated cats. That's that sounds so like it sounded really cool, and they they had a really funny trailer for it, and then it just kind of died. Like he made this whole cat genetics part of the game and then you i think he just lost sight of what the game was supposed to be but <laughs> word is that he's gone back to that and i'm excited for eugenics when it eventually comes out that sounds amazing so <laughs> i i have to tell you about this so that immediately made me think about the, so i don't know did you, you remember south park you, yeah, have, you played yeah. this, have you played the second one of course so you know the part the where fractured butthole have you so you've seen the part where you remember the part where they go up to the, the, the genetics lab and that's all I can think about is the cats with like all the, the animals with all the butts, and they have cats in there too that have the same uh, thing. And that was straight out of like the first season of South Park, the geneticists, yeah. and like I made a chimpanzee with eighteen asses, and it's like, and they're like, why? And that's like the only thing he does: like, make the animals with more butts than they should have. But I love how he's like a 
weird Dr. Monroe analogy. Like, yes. I was just like, this is amazing. That's exactly where my mind went for like your cat experiment game that you're talking about with Edmund. It's got kind of the same vibe to it. I think oh, it'll be cool. I might actually have to grab that. That sounds pretty fun, actually. It's it's it, That sounds bonkers enough that I, if I start playing the Jackie would be like, ugh, ugh. And if it makes Jackie go, ugh, ugh, I know it's a good game sometimes. Yeah, like, why does your cat have three butts? <laughs> uh, why not? I mean, multiple farting power. I'm just saying. That's right. He's gas powered. That's right. <laughs> More efficient. Uh, hey, soon I'll put solar panels on him. He'll be eco friendly then. So, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <I know>. so <laughs> moving on, I'm going to skip a, to a different type of uh, uh, nerdiness. I'm going to go into anime a little bit. So, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast about how we had a little bit of feelings towards it. I, I'm kind of excited for the Promised Neverland season two. I'm excited as well, and I'm told it's already started. It was in the spring <clears throat> anime run. The first like yeah. four or five episodes are out already. Now. So the only reason I did that was because obviously it started in 2020. The second season started in 2021. Even though I know that we're, this is going to be coming out a little bit a little bit later, it'll probably be about halfway through the season. I, I think it still counts. So I it'll, it'll work I have some of that stuff too. So. so if if you guys are not familiar with that premise of Promise Neverland, so it's it's literally. The, uh, the there's these kids that are in this orphanage and they're kind of not allowed to leave. They're they're basically trapped within a certain boundary of the of the of uh, mm-hmm. a forest, kind of essentially. And kind of the whole anime has to do with like this ongoing horror of them realizing what the purpose of the orphanage yeah. is without ruining it. For without everyone. ruining yeah. it, and then there are subsequent attempts to escape the situation. Yeah, and they and once they finally obviously do escape, that's not ruining too much. The second season kind of deals with that, and then out in the world are they new are the world that's not our own i guess and i'm really looking forward to this one too now i know there's already a bit of controversy on this because i i have not watched this yet because like we said before i usually watch the dubs yeah but i'm told they skipped you know like 30 chapters in the manga Mm-hmm. Which some people are really salty about. Now I have not read the manga for this one, so but I mean, if it's I don't know if it even matters from a story standpoint or not. So I'm just gonna go in blind and enjoy. Yeah, but it. if it, if it has something, like, if it feels like a Shonen Jump kind of uh, like extra stuff that you don't need, and it's like, well, why would you? I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like if you read mangas, like you can tell that the author is literally just writing stuff to fill sometime, like the space, like while he's getting gets his other narrative going. Sometimes it's just filler. Sometimes, well, and also give the whole season its time. They might be bouncing back and forth. They may have just changed the order of presentation rather than cut it entirely. But then again, people get salty about the most random things. Well, sometimes that's honestly something I like about some anime that comes out, especially mm-hmm. anime that's based on like light novels. Yeah. Because a lot of times those are based on web novels, and they can have a pretty cold start <laughs> yeah. as the author is kind of introducing the world, and sometimes skipping ahead to an interesting part and then backing back to the stuff does Kind of wrapping around a little it bit. It works yeah. better. That way you don't have three episodes of mind-numbing exposition before you get I, to something I that I don't happens. know why you wouldn't want to sit there and <laughs> listen to them talk about their whole backstory that actually ends up not mattering at all about this one time <laughs> that they went fishing with the grandpapa, and then grandpapa <laughs> fell into the river and now you will fight for his glory and i'm like what what does this have to do with anything anyway so yeah i i, I know now you felt the flight the fire burn within I, you I right did. then didn't you the, so promise neverland is super exciting so i'm yeah i'm super excited to see that here here from that but like i said i'm gonna wait probably wait for that one too for the season to finish so i'm not because i own a couple other animals i've already started them for the new seasons of the year and i'm i think i'm kind of falling back into your boat a little bit like i'm not gonna watch it week by week i'm just gonna let it it depends so can, on the show. Like some yeah. shows, I do like to watch week by week, but these high drama shows, like Promise Neverland, yeah. I like to just wait till I can watch them all together. I do that with like Attack on Titan too. Yeah, it, just because it's uh, doing it week by week hurts too much. Yeah, just like you're. It's kind of like but it's something like, when, like something like My Hero Academia or Fire Force. Yeah. I, I watch those week by week because I think that's how they're meant to be consumed. They've got a very serial um, episode, or they've got a very seri- uh, episodic. That's kind really of nature it, very episodic nature. Too. Which now you've just fell into my uh, comic book. Now you, my comic book world. But I used to when I used to collect a ton of them. That's mm-hmm. how I felt month by month, James. I'd be like, "What? What happened here?" I'm like, "This is not. This is dumb. Why can't I just watch, read it all at once?" It's just like <laughs> you just kill off my favorite character. And it's just like, and that's how I felt. And eventually, I was like, "You know what? I can't deal with this anymore." <laughs> I was just like. Well, graphic novels it is. I can't imagine being someone who was like reading Sandman or something week by week. Oh my god! Because no, that reading it—that's month by month. So they, month by month. Yeah, they, or... months. yeah they, they. So back then, they literally just did monthly releases, unless it was something special like that. Mm-hmm. So that came out. 
that has a total of like 60 something or like watchmen as well something which is clearly like a tightly written story yeah but i I, monthly issues my friend yeah i i don't know how you did that i i I read the mythologies and be happy well luckily that all stuff came out before i even started collecting comics and so i could only imagine if you were in that time frame there just like back when the comics injury industry was also a lot looser and you had like limit a lot more uh, limited places to go get comics, especially. Yeah. Unless you were in a big city, you'd have to probably travel to a specific spot and get them. So it's, yeah, I can only imagine, but yeah. it was bizarre. So, yeah, that was my number two before we go fuller. And what's your number two? My number two, and I'm putting this on here with some trepidation, but I'm pretty sure it's going to come out this year, Psychonauts 2. Okay. Yep. We talked before about Psychonauts. It's one of my all-time favorite games. Psychonauts 2 is going to pick up right after Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin. Right. Which was a VR? Uh, it was a VR game yeah. that Tim Schafer made out of nowhere, which started right after Psychonauts One. It's literally it probably was PlayStation was like, "Hey, you want to make a VR game?" And he's like, "Sure, give me the money." <laughs> but apparently, during that, they did a little mission, and they rescued uh, the head of the Psychonauts, Truman Sanato. Okay, cool. But this this story is going to pick up where they get to the Psychonaut headquarters. <clears throat> They're going to discover that the organization's not all that it seemed. They said that uh, the organization's been changed by a second-in-command and kind of drifted away from the peacekeeping efforts and more towards unorthodox studies, including apparently necromancy. Ooh. And this is something which is the height of irony, but mm-hmm. Psychonauts 2 has been bought out by Microsoft. Yeah. Which, if you remember the first time we talked about Psychonauts, this is part of the reason why Psychonauts 1 had so much trouble was Microsoft bought them and then dropped them. Yep. And now, at the very end of the development of the sequel, well, they, well, it's a Microsoft not only bought out the game, but they also bought well, out all the debt that Tim Shaver had yep. accumulated making the game. Yep. They, um, actually, they, actually, they actually bought Double Fine Studios. They bought the whole studio, yeah. Which is insane, which I was just like, okay. I'm like, I guess he's going to work for the big boys now, which, I mean, I hopefully hopefully they leave him alone to do kind of do his thing, but... Unfortunately, I would think at this point he's got the he's got the track record. You could leave him alone, but I'm promised that Raz is going to start understanding what the word girlfriend means. No, it's going to explore his family curse. He won't. Uh, it should definitely be out this year. Like Tim Schafer put out a tweet a month ago saying that the voice acting work was done, mm-hmm. and that's and usually they, one of the last things that they finish. Do you so. know if they're using all the same voice actors? Because I really like. I those. don't know. Okay, there was a list of people, but I didn't write them down. So. That's okay. It's not, like I said, this is very casual. This is casual. So I think Who they're can. using the same voice actors. I don't. It wouldn't be the same game if they didn't. That's what I would think, though. Even though, like, say, the last... Even between Rhombus of Ruin and now, it's been, what, five years? Yeah. So They said that all the levels are definitely done. The voice acting is definitely done. And apparently they had cut a bunch of boss fights, which they got to add back in because Microsoft was giving them more money to develop it. So Give us all the money. It, it sounds like it's at the home stretch for a game that's been in development for... Way the heck too long. Yeah, that's that's well, that's Tim Shaver for you, man. It's like, yeah, if yeah. it's if it's a personal project, I think he's kind of a perfectionist in that sense a little bit. Well, in Psychonauts was like his pull himself up by his bootstraps yeah. project, and it's it's, I think his it's baby. become a baby. Yeah, it's his it's his baby. It's man. a magnum opus. I, I, can, I can really we're gonna do that again. So, <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Um. So that that's that's why I think it's it, I, I'm really interested to see how he does with it because. I like it a little bit more, I think, just watching the gameplay of it a little bit more than the first one. So I will definitely, at the very minimum, give it a chance. Mm-hmm. So, And the good thing about this is, since they got bought out by Microsoft, I don't know if that's going to go to the PS5 or not, but it'll definitely be available on Steam. I know that probably. It's definitely going to Steam, and it's definitely, <clears throat> or PC at least, I'm not sure if it'll be Steam in specific. They had promised it was going to go to a bunch of platforms in the original Kickstarter that started the game. So to my knowledge, they're still honoring that, and it's still going to release on all platforms. We'll see what Microsoft actually does, but last I heard, they were planning on honoring all the Kickstarter stuff. Microsoft, unlike PlayStation, um, I'm going to throw some shade there, they're a little bit better at playing nice with other people. I've noticed like when they bought out Bethesda, they they were like the death loop which is the mm-hmm. one i was talking about it was um they were contractually obligated to release for uh, playstation or sony products for like a month or two before mm-hmm. they gets released to all these other platforms and microsoft yeah like was like yeah we're cool with that we're mm-hmm. fine with that and they're like they're okay with that they don't they're not then they said even said they're like we're not specifically we're specifically saying 
We have no plans to limit the releases the releases of these IPs to the PlayStation systems or the the Nintendo system because why would you limit it to another like system when it's just like hey I can make more money from these other systems. Well, and no I think sense. Microsoft is positioned to focus on a more integrated experience because yep. yeah they have they they own Windows yeah they do and so for them PC <laughs> and computers and the console systems have to be a matter of some kind of indifference as long as they sell you the game they've sold you yeah. the game i mean that's, that's so if they can control the marketplace on the pc and the marketplace on the xbox then they're pretty much good to go yeah that's i mean they really are honestly and they have a the north american market is just solid but the problem they have to run into is getting it outside of the north american and european markets because that's where they get a lot of stuff it's hard for them to get into the japanese market i think a little bit more it's been kind of playstation and nintendo dominated for a long time yeah and then unfortunately that's that's where it goes into but speaking of other games uh talking about sony properties and dominating mm-hmm. markets that i'm super excited even though it's coming out of technically sony santa monica which okay. um it's that's a it's it's the sony based uh california company uh of of the same name obviously is God of War Ragnarok. So you have okay. not. Have you have not. Have you played any God of War games? At I all? have not played any of the God of War games. I'm familiar <laughs> with the loose idea of the plot. Yeah. Of Kratos covered in the, like, the ash of his family, and he's that's on right. this vengeance quest to kill all the gods, which I think was the first game. That's that's roughly the first three games. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he pretty much goes through all of like Greek mythology and yeah. kills everybody. So, so this and judging one, from Ragnarok, I'm guessing he's moving on to a new pantheon. For so this one. that's what they did with the last one. So once you get your PS5, I'm gonna let you borrow my. Um, I have the 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 penal, the ultimate edition or the gold edition that's or whatever like it is. A collection of them. Yeah, it's it's no, it's the old, gold edition of the new one. It's literally just called God of War. So okay. They, so what they I did, heard they revamped it. Yeah. They revamped it, and it is gorgeous. And the and you're thinking, oh, it's just going to be a regular beat 'em up, whatever. But no, it's been out long enough. I can spoil it for some people, and I can give you a little bit of a taste before without ruining <laughs> it. So the whole thing of the story is he's basically uh, ran away from Greece, and he li- he's living in the northern part of the cent- uh, of the world, essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming somewhere around like Norway or something like that, because obviously he ends up fighting the Norse gods. Um, mm-hmm. but whenever he gets in there, he has a, has a boy with him who is, you find out later is his son, obviously. Uh-huh. And he basically has to try and fight this pantheon and this mythology, the creatures that within this mythology. And it's really well done. Okay. And like you interact with the Norse gods and all this other stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they build up to is like, this is Ragnarok. Like he's kind of bringing about in like the end, either the end of the world or it's the end of the Norse gods world or something like that. You you don't really know what's going on okay. with this one, and it's it's interesting. So I'm really does he know at the root of the world tree? You definitely see it. In, you see it. <laughs> you see it in the in the first game. Like I said, they do an amazing job at tying in all the the mythology. Okay, I look forward to that. And on top of it, it's gorgeous. So if if you don't get it, I will definitely end up buying it because I <laughs> I, I I sat there and played it, and there's so much extra stuff like. My buddy actually, I have a buddy that actually platinumed it, and it's one of the harder ones that I, I've come across. You have to actually fight some Valkyrie, oh, and wow. actually end up fighting the Valkyrie Queen, that's all other stuff. And they're actually, actually, they're actually a pain in the ass to fight. So, anyways, <laughs> but they're planning on getting this thing out, and, and hopefully in 2021, it does not have a confirmed date. I'm going to assume it's later in the year. Yeah, and that's gonna be a lot of this list, unfortunately. It, unfortunately, they so just yeah. Don't announce these dates like they used to. But yeah, they're they. This will follow, like I said, this will follow um, uh, Kratos and his son Atreus. So we'll. So we'll, the next one I've got for you is a little bit more obscure. <laughs> okay. And this is kind of a cautious recommendation. It's called Mushoku Tensei. Okay. This was originally a web novel. It's from 2012 to 2015. So mm-hmm. this is one of the early. Uh, Iseke type web novels okay. and we've seen a lot of the other ones come out in anime form now and they're reaching back for this one too so okay. this is on like the first wave of the whole Iseke genre before it got tired out it's had a light novel and manga adaptation that started in 2014 they're both still running now it even had an audio drama and a mobile game but huh. it's uh, it's oh. about a 34 year old Japanese neat who got evicted from his parents home following their death oh wow like, he didn't even go to their funeral, and his, like his family throws him out. And he concludes his life as worthless, and he saves a girl who's about to get run over by a truck, and he gets killed by the truck, and he gets reborn in a new world. So, yep. standard Iseke-type stuff. 
But it starts with the guy's birth, and it goes all the way to his death, like at age 74. It's kind of cool. And it's actually pretty well done for that. You know, this is definitely for adults. Yeah. Not in the sense that it's graphic, but it definitely has some adult themes in it. So not for kids. So I can I can I can I can appreciate that. So because because sometimes it's you got to get outside the shonen a little bit, or the kind of the high school girl type stuff. Um, what are those? I can't remember what those called. You know, the, 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 oh, shojo. Shojo, yeah. So you have to kind of get out of those a little bit because sometimes it's good to get a more, like you said, a more adult oriented. Like stuff, not where it's like sexualized and things like that, but it also has, it has more adult themes like love, loss, you know, tragedy, things like that that are not just like super over the top. Yeah, you know? and so that's kind of where the cautious part of the recommendation comes from is I think the original story had really good bones to it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that with a good editor, it's going to be good. I watched the first like five episodes are already out, subtitled. Oh, okay. I watched the first episode and a half, and it looks like they're doing a pretty good job with it. The animation's definitely gorgeous. So, fingers crossed. I Hopefully, Mishoka Tensei will be really, really good. So, would you recommend it, Daniel? Are you watching with Kelly, or...? Uh, I don't know. i probably watch it with her once it gets dubbed up. Okay. I didn't know if they were doing that. So, they're taking their, They're only doing subs right now? Okay. Well, it's Funimation picked it up. I don't know if it's going to be part of their simul dub or not. Usually... They pick up the show, and like the first seven or eight episodes will be subtitled before they get the dubs going. Yeah. But with the way this COVID thing has been going, they've been dumping their dubs like three or four episodes at a time every oh, couple weeks. And so, I don't know. Their simul dub used to be a really well oiled, like weekly thing, and you were yeah. like three episodes behind whatever oh, was subtitled. Well, and, you know, we still don't have all the winter stuff. We're still waiting on the last couple episodes of the winter anime. Yep. So. It's it's coming. It's coming. You just gotta have a little more patience with everything going on. If things will get back to normal. It's just gonna take a little bit. So, but yeah. So popping off your anime kick, I talking about one you already you already kind of mentioned. I am super psyched for Attack on Titan season four, the final season of Attack on Titan. Yes, and I'm still waiting to see if they all die horribly or if they succeed. Mm. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to see so this so this one will actually cover the the big chapters of the the manga. Have you read any of the manga at all? I have not touched the manga because I was enjoying the anime so much that yeah. I didn't want to get ahead of it. Yeah. So I would highly so I, what I did is I I read up to about where they're talking about here. So it's it's the final chapters of it between um, uh, chapters ninety one and zero one hundred six and one hundred seven. Okay. That's that's the final arc of it. So I read up to chapter ninety, and I just stopped. So I'm, I think I might actually have to go back and reread some of it. Unfortunately, <laughs> maybe you'll have to do that because it's fun. It's and they do a lot of little a lot of little extra things in there that make it worthwhile. So okay. I and I don't, I don't want to ruin any of it for you, but it's 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 phenomenal. I, I I had a good time. I get though. It's in some ways it can be easier to world build in text form and picture form. It than is in anime as opposed to because. The simple fact that that one shot you have on the anime screen or the the TV screen might take you three weeks to edit or draw and make and make it all perfect and get mm-hmm. the sound in it, and that's only like a thirty second scene. And these all these episodes are like twenty twenty five minutes a piece kind of thing. So you well, can imagine how long it I takes. I think them. like stuff comes to life better in anime. Like you can show the world better, you can show the characters yeah. better, but when it comes to like explaining things. They can't have like a big wall of text like you can in a, in a no. manga, which is not necessarily a good thing either. Now that I'm saying it out loud, but well, I mean, it's no, they're no. But Alan sometimes, Moore. like the small details fit better. Well, in you manga. also run into problems like like with like Alan. Here's a good example of going to my area a little bit more, like comic books. Alan Moore, mm-hmm. the man, he will exposition dump like nobody's business. Like if you if you read if you you read Watchmen, right? So mm-hmm. you you know like they're like it's it's literally just. An entire wall of text at some point, like half the page is almost cut, taken up, or like he'll do yeah. things like that with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and it's just bizarre. I'm like, how? I'm like, who does that? I, I well, and I kind of wonder, like, how does like a like a really famous published illustrator still do that? <sighs> like for me, that's like a fan fiction thing. That's like a mark of an amateur when you have massive info dumps. But it means, I mean, it means you didn't reveal things ahead of time like you needed to. But, but, but I guess it works for him. I mean, sometimes, but the same. So sometimes, a lot of times, it's it's stuff that you need to know, and a lot of times, it's if it's stuff that you need to know, I can see it a little bit, but just don't overuse it. So, but well, one thing I liked in the Watchmen is he broke that up a little bit by deliberately having mm-hmm. 
like news article or like text style chapters yeah. in between the big arcs and, and that he, worked I out think well. he figured that out a little bit later on like as he was kind of breaking it up and he kind of broke it up a little bit better so but it, it was good so go mm-hmm. kind of going back into the, the, the manga thing so like obviously like I said this is going to cover the last part of the manga which they call it's called Marley and the War for Parad- Paradis which uh, this is where they've I guess we can spoil up to where the last yeah, season spoil stopped. It up, yeah. So they they had finished reclaiming the walls, yep. and they rode out. They found the ocean, and yep. they've learned from the journals in the basement that there is there this tiny remnant of this oppressed people. Yep. And there is this ancient god involved somehow. Yeah. And there's this giant, <laughs> vastly technologically superior civilization. Yep. On the side like, of the ocean. They essentially live on a little prison island. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially like a tiny version of Australia, and they're like, yeah. hey, we're going to stick you over here because we don't we we think you guys are dangerous. And they're like, well, in that case, we're going to we're gonna create our own country. It's like uh, it's like the last couple episodes of Gun X Sword, where it yeah. just turns everything on its head. Yeah. And it was cool, but it, yeah, you watch that, and I'm thinking, there's going to be more episodes, because this doesn't make any damn sense now. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. Is like, and so hopefully the author's going to try and pull all this together. So from what I'm noticing, so like I was saying, I'm two episodes. I just started the second. I was watching the second episode mm-hmm. when, he, when he showed up today, and I, I kind of started watching a little bit last night. But he, they're kind of info dumping a little bit. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of if you, have, if you had a long-running D&D campaign. Yes. Where the DM has spent a lot of time world building and built a good story. Yeah. And you're getting to like the end of the arc or the end of the campaign and suddenly the DM realizes that he hasn't showed you most of the world. No. And he's like, oh shit, I better put all this stuff in here somehow so that you guys can appreciate all the work I did. Don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) We've never done that ever. No, no, never. (laughs) Yes, yes, never, never, never. But yes, so I'll be interested to see if they continue to like, if they continue to like do these exposition things, but... They're definitely building up. So, from what I found out, there's a remnant of that. There's a specific like the race of people mm-hmm. that they're talking about are specific to the ti- having having that Titan gene. They have the Titan gene, yeah. And so apparently, a small section of them are with this more technologically advanced country, and that's kind of where it starts yes. out. And that at, was so. like where his father was like involved in a rebellion yeah. and got betrayed at the end, apparently. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of without going more into it. That's that's what they're they're kind of starting off with. So they're kind of building, and like you said, they're they're world building at this point. They're they're going back to the beginning to where they were kind of building up the world, kind of letting you see this other country. And I'm getting kind of Nazi Germany vibes a little bit. <laughs> so. You know, they had like the Hindenburg blimp type things going on too. Yeah. It's definitely that time period. You know, actually, judging from the time period, you could do a really interesting, like, Full Metal Alchemist crossover. Ooh. Like, the part where, the part where you know, Edward and his dad got sent to that time period in Germany. There's some fan fiction potential, that's all I'm saying. But anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. I know. That's, be- I, I'm curious how the season's going to go, because I don't know if this is going to be like, you know, the crew goes to this country and does some type of guerrilla strike, or is it going to be that the country gears up and fights them, and they're going to be defending themselves? It's. Cause I don't like, want to ruin it. Yeah, the end of the last season didn't really make it clear. They kind of they kind of start to to dabble into that a little bit in the first couple of episodes, and I don't want to yeah. ruin it for you. Okay, okay. I don't want to ruin it for you because it definitely sets it up, and I'm sure they're going to do the same thing where they're going to throw it on their head. But we'll see. It, it's it'll be we interesting. So, so what's your next one? On man? a more lighthearted note, here's another anime. This one is season two of that time I was reincarnated as a slime. What? Have you not seen this one? No, I have not watched it yet. This was like outrageously popular. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so see, I don't. This I, is kind of like a deconstruction of Isekai. Oh, I'm, you did tell me about this one. Yeah. So. so this is about a guy who dies in his previous life and he is reborn as a slime monster. Doesn't he die like, like it's like super like, just like, not like inconspicuous, but it's just kind of like, oh, he died. And it's like, it's man. pretty much like, oh, he died of some tragic disease, whatever. Type yeah, thing. it's kind of like a dumb thing, yeah. And he gets reborn as a slime like with, a bunch of, one, yeah. with a bunch of overpowered abilities. Like he can eat things and gain their powers. Yeah. And as a slime, he's immune to like most forms of damage. And so I'm pretty... it, it's a it's a lighthearted comedy type yeah. anime. It's a, oh, okay. joy, it's a joy to watch. It's cute. It's funny. So I did. 
I did watch it's something just to chill. If, if you had a hard day, or if your brain is gone and you just want to watch something easy, you don't want to think about it. This is a great time for something like this. So it's I, not going to win an art award, but it's great. Eh, you know, but I, it's okay. I so I did watch the first episode of it. And I kind of watched a a general recap of it a while back, uh, just to kind of get figure out if I liked it or not. And it gives me a little bit of uh, Nino Kune uh, vibes a little bit, um, which is... Yeah, it has similar art style, for sure, and, like, the, the high-pitched voice acting kind of... And, and the way... So, it's also kind of like... So, the way it's it's set up is they do that in uh, Nino Kune 2, where basically you're a person, and somehow you get transported to this, this fantasy world, and you become, like, the king. You're like a long-lost king of this country, and you kind of build your own country and things yeah. like that. It's the feeling I got from it as well. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I might really like this because I really like I really like Nino Kune too. And, yeah, and so I, I I love that time I was reincarnated as a slime. It's it's a really fun anime. So I was looking online. So they also have another one coming out that's going to be similar to that. This is not one of my picks. It's it's basically the spider one. The spider one, yeah. Which yes, I. I'm going to watch that when it comes out. I'm wondering <laughs> if it's going to be just a blatant ripoff it's what it of feels the idea. Like almost right off the bat, yeah. Like from the way they titled it, it's yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a blatant ripoff. But you know, who knows? They might take it in a different direction. That, I I'm hope I'm excited. They, they, about they, it. They're going to need to, otherwise they're going to be it's going to be sad. So I was looking at that one today, and apparently, like the manga of it was very well received. So awesome. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So um, what's your what's your number five? My final one is Black Widow, the Black Widow movie, which actually stars uh, Scarlett Johansson. So this is actually supposed to be coming out fairly soon. I. Th- Think? Can I just say that I can't believe she hasn't had a movie up till now? Because like, every ridiculous. other character's yeah. had one. She so everybody else that I can think of has pretty much had their own movie, and it just is bizarre that they haven't gone in and tried to do anything with her because she's a great character in my opinion. And she's, she's a cool character. She's got a lot of history. Yeah, and I know they got into some of that with the the, the Captain America movies, but. A little, but they never she definitely really deserves her own screen time. Well, I mean, so they even gave so, which is bizarre. So the the only two characters that they really never gave their own movies in to them were Hawkeye and um, the Falcon. Or if you want to do actual like main main Avenger characters in there, they didn't do one for Falcon, and they didn't or not no you know Falcon, Hawkeye, Black Widow. But they did one, and which admittedly, Hawkeye, Hawkeye did get a major character arc in the most recent Avengers movies. He did, but that was just because they're about to kill him off. But still, well, maybe uh, we'll we'll see. I don't we'll know. see if he came back or not. Then <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. So they they did that. So they did all that, and whenever they they finally, um, so it, it's weird. So they kill her off, obviously in. Um, I think it was Endgame. Yeah, I think it was Endgame. They killed her off. So she got Thanos snapped. <laughs> well, no, no, she didn't. She didn't get Thanos snapped. She she got um, whatever they went to look for the Snow Soul Stone. Oh, I thought Hawkeye was the one that died with the Soul Stone. No, no she, she does. Black Widow she, died. Okay. Black Widow dies. So whatever. Yeah. So she she's died. She dies. Um, and from what I gathered, it's like the Soul Stone has all those souls kind of like in it, which is yes. kind of where it is. So I'm wondering if this is going to be like a if this is supposed to be set for like her, like after she joins Shield and she has to go back to deal with some stuff, or is it going to be just kind of like a backstory kind of like, kind of like a uh, Captain America, the First Avenger kind of thing? If they're going to do something like that, well, and the fact that they're releasing a movie for her now makes me think they plan to bring her back into the franchise at some point. I don't know why she wouldn't want to do it. I mean, this is it's a money money pit or not a money pit it's a money you know making machine essentially well yeah i I see why marvel studios would want to do it yeah i'm just thinking for the actress herself she's been playing this character for gosh more than 10 years now but it's the thing is like it's a it's essentially kind of like a steady gig for it is a steady gig so and i don't know we'll see what they want to do i that's my kind of what i was saying too is like i i will be interested to see because they've also got like they just came out with wandavision they came out with all this other stuff these other like major female characters so I think they're kind of like broadening the the major female characters in the in the in the in the Marvel universe Marvel universe, which I'm interested to see. I I want to well, see. I kind of want to see them get these these lesser known characters a, a try. Yeah, and I feel like they're world building again because yeah. uh, they kind of blew their big. Everything up till now has been focused on getting into this like Avengers Endgame and getting yeah. that whole story arc done. Yeah. And that was the focus of the whole like first and second wave of movies. And now I feel like 
they're going back. They're got to read, you know, re-expand the world, fleshing and out a lot of the. Characters. They got to flesh out new characters and new ideas so they can build up another major arc. Which who knows what they're going to do next? There's tons of cool stuff in Marvel comics. I just I hope yeah I, I hope I hope so much that they they're going to try and do this. But th- I'm going to throw a little few names out here. So obviously mm-hmm. they've got they've got uh, Scarlett Johansson in it. And they've got. Uh, uh, Florence Pugh in it. Uh, David Harbour, which I love. David Harbour. He's mm-hmm. uh he's uh from Stranger Things, and he's the plays the sheriff in Stranger Things. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. He's so cool. he's all about. He's he's. It's funny. He's done a lot of posts where I say I'm, I'm bringing the dad bod back. He basically has a gut, <laughs> and he doesn't care. Um, it's pretty funny. So, but yeah, they've got those are the two like major. They got Rachel Weisz in it. He's got Ray a great Middle West face. Midwest face. <laughs> he really way. does, and he's very relatable. And I'm like, you know, being a, a white male, you know, it's I'm like I can go with it. But yeah, so I'll be so okay. This is I'm reading now, so it's actually set after Civil War. That's where this is supposed to be set at. So okay, I hopefully, like I said, I hope they kind of play this up a little bit and kind of hope hopefully they they say that they're they're they start to kind of bring her back or maybe it's mm-hmm. just her remnant or like reliving her life a little bit in the in the soul stone hopefully mm-hmm. i don't know if they'll do it at the end but i doubt you know, who knows we'll see but yeah so what is your final one okay so final one i picked out for this is hollow knight silk song mm. which admittedly we talked about hollow knight before too but Pretty it's sure Silk Song though it's oh my Silk god Song's gonna be awesome as you know already it stars Hornet yep who was the female protagonist from yeah. the original Hollow Knight game you fight her a couple times mm-hmm. and you find out how she's related to the whole world you're exploring yeah. and how she's like you know the daughter of a couple of the big rulers of the world yep so if you remember the end of the last game in the best ending the Hollow Knight gets locked up and the Silk uh, Hornet survives. Mm-hmm. And they say that Hornet becomes captured, and she is brought to this whole new kingdom of insects. And I guess she escapes the capture. Apparently, at this time, instead of starting at the top of the kingdom and fighting down, you're going to start at the bottom and work your way up. Okay. And kind of work your way back up to civilization, I guess. They mention it's going to have coral forests, mossy grottos, gilded cities, that type of things. They've clocked in over 150 new enemies. Oh my god. It has a whole different movement system set up for her. There's no release date yet, but there was an Edge article last month that revealed a ton more details of the gameplay than they had before. And the team even mentioned that they'd started working on the next game, so which is not going to be Hollow Knight related. Yeah. Which that tells me that their their art and concept team at least must be completely done with it. So yeah. I um, think it'll, I think it'll definitely be this year sometime. I don't know when. That would be fun, dude. Yeah. Because so you actually got me into the Hollow Knight, the first Hollow Knight, which yeah. I was super excited that you got got me it's into. It's great. It. Even it's even got if, like that Dark Souls type difficulty, but it's got that fast two D yeah. action to it, which I just I don't. It definitely, it. I definitely had to put it down a few a few times to get <laughs> over some of the bosses. There was some rage involved. There was definitely some rage involved. Uh, I but I I have definitely not put as much time into it as you have, but I'm st- I I still can really enjoy one the art style, the gameplay. And the music. It's just... The music and just the the depth of the world as you go through it. I know, like you feel like there's so much more than what they tell yeah. you. They, they did so good with the art and the music and everything that yeah. it's just a pleasure. Well, it's not something that they really did before. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a it's a roguelite kind of... Almost, or not a roguelite. It's more of it's a, a Metroidvania, Metroidvania kind of uh, a Dark Souls type thing. But at the same time, it's it's just it's very unique. It's more unique than what you're used to. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it immensely. So Some before mentions, I guess. So we got a few things left because I know we're kind of running along here. Let's let's run through our honorable mentions real quick. Let's let's hear some of your honorable mentions. Okay, so some of these things are things that are definitely coming out. Some of these things are things <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> some of these things are things that I hope are coming out. So Cells at Work season two is definitely coming out. Yes, a, another cute anime. I I just adored it. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Sackboy Big Adventure. I know it came out in November 2020, <laughs> but who the hell's gotten to play it yet anyway, so it's going to be new for me. You rich bastards with your PS5s, that's who. <laughs> uh, Overwatch 2. Yep. I don't know if it's going to breathe new life in Overwatch or not, but my wife and I played the hell out of Overwatch 1, so we, looking we forward did. to that. <laughs> we did play a lot of that, didn't we? Uh, there's a new game I found today called The Gunk. It's made by the same guys who did Steam World Dig. It, oh, okay. The trailer reminds me a lot of Hob, 
which I don't know if you played that one or not, but I it's one hockey. where you, like... He's got the big arm. He's got the big arm. It's, yeah. Because they have, like, a couple of, like, space explorers who I guess are, like, you know, they're professional planet ransackers or something, but they <laughs> find this an, this alien planet with... We be planet looters. With Anyways. black gunk everywhere, and apparently they, you know, work to remove the gunk and discover yeah. what's going on in the I world. I saw that. So I, I it has some definite it. hob vibes, and I'm, yeah. I'm looking... It sounds cool. That'd be cool. Uh, Diablo 4, Breath of the Wild 2 would both be great. Mm, don't start with me on Diablo 4. And then the, the, the Doom movie, which we talked about this... I don't know, we haven't done a Dune episode, because I'm scared to try and cover Dune in one episode, but... Anyway, <laughs> hopefully the Dune movie will do justice to Dune, finally. I've got to say, the author... Not the author, the, the person who's doing the Dune movie has uh, great fortitude. He's got chutzpah. He's, he's got some chutzpah. That's what he definitely does. To be the third person to try to adapt Dune to movie format. God help him. If he if he can do it, like I said, it's... Because there was that one... He will be a legend if he can do a good job of it. It's just finding that happy medium between... Like I said, having a good art style and a good movie and having all the information there and not making it eight freaking hours long. Well, like that that's the thing did. is, Dune is a it's a philosophical work yeah. as much as it is a story. Oh, we're getting into it already. And history. Okay, we're, okay, we're not gonna do it. Okay, what are your what are your honorable mentions? <laughs> there it is. James is like my brain clicked into academic mode like nothing happened. It was like it's yesterday when I started reading that. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> So anyways, so my honorable mentions, obviously, the big hype we just had around uh, Resident Evil 8 Village. Okay. The trailer that I watched and the gameplay I watched it looks amazing. And of course, there are those creepy weird guys out there that are into like super tall women that show off their cleavage. Look up the trailer and you'll see what I mean. Okay, I will look it's, it up because I'm not sure where you're going with it's that It's a thing one. right now. <laughs> um, obviously, Death Loop, which is coming out from Arcane Studios, which is a, is a smaller studio within Bethesda. Uh, you already mentioned uh, Psychonauts 2, mm-hmm. uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which is the uh, sequel to Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Okay. Which I, I'm interested, interested to see what they do with it. Um, uh, that's going to be PS5 exclusive. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is a Marvel. So it's it's got that uh, Marvel Knights kind of feel to it. So it's the same genre as uh, okay. uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Okay, kind gotcha. of, It starts out, it came around at the same time as that kind of pulpy stuff did. In yeah, the, so it's the, like high fantasy Chinese type thing. Kind of yeah. Stuff, but yeah, but from what I've heard, they're going to do, the, hopefully they're going to do justice with it this time. So Okay. Um, the new Suicide Squad, which is coming out uh, hopefully this year. Huge cast of like big actors in it. I saw that and I read an article yesterday from the director who is James apparently Gunn. being allowed to pretty much do whatever he wants, which is very encouraging. St. Louis boy. Yeah, and because I didn't even bother watching the last Suicide Squad movie because I heard it was so terrible. It was, it was bad to yeah. say the least. So, so hopefully this will be better. Maybe we can make a movie night out of it. I am super psyched for that one. So um, next one is the Eternals, which is kind of the New Gods analog from in Marvel. Um, it's a it's a um, well I'm having a brain fart about who actually created it. It's a Jack Kirby creation. Um, but it's going to have like Keanu Reeves, the guy from Game of Thrones who was Ned Stark. I mm-hmm. can't remember who else, but that's got a bunch of really famous people. But it's it's it'll be interesting to see how they do what they do with it. So obviously, I've got Dune on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another anime that's coming out. It's called Skate the Infinity, which is kind of weird. I it's interesting. So it's it's kind is this of, the downhill skateboarding thing? Yeah, <laughs> it, it they just started on Funimation. The Simul Dub just started like yesterday. I want to see it. Well. Log into the Funimation account. I know. I, I want to see it. I, let it me know if it's good. Me. I didn't watch. I, I don't know. I, it's got like the sports anime vibes, yeah. but it's also Man. got this downhill like radical thing going on. So. Which is why it interests me. And then also the, the art looks gorgeous on it. So I was like, even yeah. if even if it's even if just the art, if I just watch it for one season or a couple episodes to get mm-hmm. my fix. Because I'm not a sport, big sports fun. anime kind of guy. But um, obviously, I also have Dr. Stone, Stone oh, Wars Season 2. I forgot Dr. Stone. How could I forget Dr. Stone? It's like your, that's like your vibe. But he's, that's it, like my jam, yeah. It's essentially your personality in a anime at this point. So I guess. Let's be, let's be fair. But you're a lot nicer than Dr. Stone. Is, I'm though. one million percent certain that that's it'll right. be a great anime. That's right. And as long as you can create cell phones out of primitive tools, I'm good for it. So, um. Then I also have the second one at anime. I have is the Rising of the, Sh- of the Shield Hero season two. Ooh, that'd be a good one too. Speaking so, of darker anime, yes, that's another good one. I, I, so I, that's why I was throwing a few of those in there. Just that's because good. It's, it's a darker take on the Sekai genre. It's yeah. not as dark as Goblin Hero. No, 
which <laughs> hopefully season two of that will come out sometime. That, but... it'll, who the hell knows, man. Um, then my final, obviously, pick is going to be uh, My Hero Academia season five because I'm a, it, 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 it melds my two loves in life, anime and comic book heroes. It's another like guilty pleasure anime. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a straight up classic like shonen anime, right? Yeah, I mean, it's and I love it so right down to the dramatic posturing and the colorful cast. But it, it's great, and I'm okay with that. I even watched the movie in theaters when it came out. Was it two years ago? No, did did did. I didn't tell me that. That'd been cool to go see. Huh? Yeah, no, it, it thanks came for out. inviting me, James. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> It was honestly, cool, I was probably working. Honestly, <laughs> you probably were. We probably didn't invite you. You're like, you're like, hey Kelly, you want to invite James? And Kelly's like, no, David's stupid. <laughs> he smells funny. And you're just like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna blame Kelly on this. One. We'll blame Kelly. It's officially her fault. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. I don't she does. Know she does listen to these. So. Don't 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 hate me now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that that is kind of our wrap up. We went a little long this time, guys. Um, James, I want to say thanks for coming out and just kind of throwing some things down that maybe some people out there didn't know about. Definitely. Uh, the things that we're really looking forward to. If you guys uh, have any other suggestions, things that you guys are looking forward to in 2021, um, let us know on the Facebook page, Twitter, emails. Let us know what you guys are looking for because, like I said, that gives us ideas for things to kind of look up uh, and, and hopefully – uh, research or even just play around with mm-hmm. watch and then we can review it on the show and see how we feel about it because you know it might be something we love it might be something that we cherish for us for life or it might be something that we want to take a hammer and just destroy it and put it in the ground you know one of the two so it'll make an air painting podcast either way so yeah, yeah definitely that so <laughs> but james i like i said thanks for coming by definitely um everybody out there like i said just hit us up on the social media sites and if you guys have any questions concerns seriously pointless convo at gmail.com All right, guys, thanks. Have a wonderful day. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.